Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds. It's Tuesday. We don't have impending doom, snow coming, weather's looking nice. It might actually get to 60 today. You going to go outside and play some tennis? Probably won't go outside because the courts are still awfully damp. Yeah, I guess that's true. But circumstances are there. The weather would be fine. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Well, uh, it also got me thinking a little bit about baseball. So give me some good news on that lockout, Ned. You'll notice there's silence. Yeah, he didn't have any. (laughs) That sucks. Well, there is a little bit, I guess. The owners are holding a group meeting. This was planned uh, in Florida today. And obviously what they're going to discuss is money and how much money the idiots are going to lose if they don't play a season. They're going to have to come up with some kind of a plan. And I think they will, whether or not the players acquiesce, the players have turned down federal mediation. Why, I don't know, but this whole thing is so stupid. There is a sidelight to it. This isn't good news at all. It's bad news. For the first time in 20 years, 20 years, Major League Baseball has stopped testing for drugs for baseball players. They do it regularly during the, the course of the regular season and then randomly in the offseason. It has come to an end indirectly because of the lockout. The contract for drug testing also ended this year, and it hasn't been renewed. Now, you're saying to yourself, so what's to prevent a player from going on PEDs? Well, nothing. He can do that if he wants. However, if the testing starts again, which it will, the guy's going to have some big-time problems. Better uh, flush that system out if he's going to go down that road. Uh, yeah, man, well, God, what a perfect storm, too. It's just you can't write this stuff. Hopefully they can write an agreement. This is utter lunacy. They have, they are ruining the sport. They already have ruined it in a lot of respects. It is number. There are four major sports in this country: football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. Baseball used to be number one. It is now number three behind the NBA in terms of popularity. Football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. And hockey is quickly catching up. These guys are doing nothing but digging their own massive grave for this sport. With all this bickering, it's millionaires versus billionaires, and the public could not possibly give a damn. And they're they're actually showing that in their uh, uh, attendance records and viewing uh, viewing <laughs> habits. We'll see what happens, though. Hopefully, you can uh, bring you some good news uh, after they meet today. Well, no, who knows? We'll see. Good news is I'm having some coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And it's going to be sixty today. Uh, so I can't believe this, but we're actually getting to that point where the high school basketball teams are going to start doing their playoffs, aren't they? It isn't very far away at all. The classes one, two, and three team, there are six classes in Missouri. One, two, and three begin their district playoffs on February 19th, which is a Saturday night. And it's Saturday night in two weeks. It's the Saturday night after the Super Bowl game. Uh, the class four, five, and six, the larger classes, begin the following Saturday, which is February 26th. And, of course, it all culminates with the state championships, which are here in town at the JQH Arena. That is a very big deal. And the contract with Misha, Springfield and Misha, has another year after this one. They've added a year because of COVID. So it is, it is imperative that the public support this event because it is huge for the economy down here. And, of course, Springfield will bid again to get the state championships down here. They are here this year and next year. Then it's up for bid again. And indeed, it would be really big to have it back down here. It's a, it's a huge event, and it's great basketball. 
So what goes into that bid? Do they uh, put up money to say, we're going to do this, or we've got the facilities? How does that work? It's yes and yes. It's That's a combination what, of the uh-huh. whole thing. This is what we can do. These are the things that can... Everybody knows about the hotel situation we have here in town. It's pretty good. There are lots of rooms for everybody, and the whole atmosphere of Springfield is really a positive one. State loves it. Yeah. State loves to come down here, but there may be Columbia. Of course, they like to have it too. They'll bid St. Louis. I doubt St. Louis or Kansas City would, but Columbia and Springfield are really, and Cape Girardeau, would be the uh, three major bidders on something like this. And we'll have to see what happens. It's, yeah, I'll tell you uh, it's right a big now. deal, though, to have a state championship down oh, there. Oh, absolutely. And to get it again would be a big deal. Um, but I'll tell you right now, I know I might be biased, but I grew up in Cape, and I lived here for a long time. Actually, it's here longer now. Springfield's got you beat, Cape. Sorry. Probably Columbia, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, uh, last but not least, uh, we still have a little bit of time left before the madness starts next month. Um, so we're really starting to pay attention to those rankings through the top teams in college really, basketball. Again, the rankings don't mean anything. They're for publicity because you win the games on the court. Yeah, absolutely. But the two top teams in America, Auburn with the men, although Gonzaga is very, very close uh, in terms of the poll. They're both really great teams. And in the ladies, the defending champ, South Carolina, is right up there. Dawn Staley, who has coached a great team. And for uh, women's basketball fans, they're saying, what happened to UConn? Well, nothing happened to them. They beat Kelly Harper's Tennessee Lady Vols over the weekend, 75-56. to 56, And Ooh. Tennessee is a great team. So the reports of Connecticut's demise are greatly exaggerated. They're going to get their star player back here before too much longer. She had a fracture in the kneecap, and that put her out for a couple of months. But uh, UConn will be heard from before it's all over. South Carolina's top team in the country, as far as the ladies are concerned, so Lady Bears particularly short either. They're pretty good. Well, they've got time to prove it. Like you said, don't matter that number in front of your team because you got to prove it on the court. You bet. And yesterday we talked about the Olympic medal count. How the U.S. wasn't doing so great. Well, they're still not doing so great. They actually don't even have a gold medal yet. At four silvers and one bronze, and the one bronze was won just about 45 minutes ago. But the USA team is just simply not very strong. They did have a big hockey match last night, but hockey's not in the medal round yet. They're in their first round, their elimination round, and so forth. The knockout round, where one loss and you're gone, begins, I think, in two days. The USA played Canada last night. Very big game. These are the two best women's teams in the world. Great game. Canada won it 4-2, but USA outshot the Canadians 53-27. Their goalie was very, very good. So now comes, they'll probably play a second and maybe, who knows, maybe even a third time in this Olympic competition. They're the two best in the world. And uh, who knows what might happen from here on in. But that was that was a good little scrimmage. Otherwise, our USA team, altogether USA Olympic team, really struggling. Yeah, and it's been a, it's been a, it's been a struggle because you've got guys and gals that are testing positive that can't uh, compete, and then you've got runners up that are getting hurt or can't compete. It's been kind of a show. And also, you know, uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about it being in China and all that stuff, but just you know. Try to remember that these kids are doing everything they can to, to be the best. Well, and it's little Cal tough. really doesn't have anything to do with it at all. It's it's just bad luck. For instance, uh, the Schifrin gal missed a gate. She's one of yeah. the top skiers in the world, alpine skier. Missed a gate. She got disqualified from her round. So her next best skier, 
comes roaring down, doing a great job, and hits a gate and breaks her leg. Yeah. So she's out of it. Bad luck. Bad luck. Bad luck. Bad karma. Bad, bad. bad. Hopefully it's not bad karma. It's just bad luck. Uh, So let's (laughs) talk about Drury Panthers. They played last night. How'd they do? They did. This was a makeup game for the men. The men have had a lot of their games uh, postponed because of COVID. And now the Great Lakes Valley Conference is using this time period to try to make some of them up. Maybe not all, but some of them. Well, Dury played last night, played William Jewell over at the O'Reilly Family Event Center and beat the William Jewell Cardinals 72-65, and Dury needed that win very badly. This Dury team's 100, that's not the Dury is accustomed to playing. So maybe this is the beginning of a little rally for them. We'll see what happens, but the Great Lakes Valley Conference Tournament is not all that far away, and they're playing it over at Edwardsville, Illinois, both the men and the women in the same locale. So it'll be it'll be some pretty good basketball. Drury's ladies, of course, are one of the top teams in America. Speaking of tough situations, the uh, Drury men team have uh, definitely faced some tough situations this season too. It had really been good luck for them either. Um, so we now know where the uh, Missouri State uh, Bears are going to be playing at home and away in the 2022 season. Uh, we got that Arkansas game in September, which is going to be pretty cool in Fayetteville. Um, we got some great ones here in town as well, don't we? We do indeed. It's a pretty doggone good schedule, and Coach Petrino is, is very happy with it. kind of knew about this one in advance. The opening game will be in Arkansas, but it's not against the Razorbacks. It's against the Bears, the Central Arkansas Bears, and Missouri State has played them now over the past couple of years on several occasions. That game will be on a Thursday night, September 1st, when you can play in the NCAA D1. September 1st. The Bears' home opener will also be the following Thursday night. That's a change in the schedule. Originally, it was to have been the 10th of September on a Saturday, but it will not. It'll be on a Thursday night, September 8th. There's a reason for it. We'll talk about that reasoning a little bit later on next month when we're allowed to, but over over and above that, game number three in Fayetteville will be the third game of the season. It is down in Fayetteville. The Bears go down there. Bobby Petrino makes his return to Fayetteville. That's where he was, of course, about 10 years ago as the head coach. This will be really interesting because it is a good Bears football team. They're going to make a lot of noise. Is that to say they'll be in Arkansas? (laughs) Come on. Razorbacks are pretty fair. And they're D1. But the Bears going down there to play? You know, i got to tell you, Mike, when Missouri State played Oklahoma State Early this past season, mm-hmm. and the game was twenty-three to sixteen. It was a Close lot game. closer than well, you I thought. I looked it at it been. and had Ned Reynolds in his great wisdom said, "Boy, Oklahoma State must really be down." No, they had a great team. So did the Bears. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a much improved football program. I think Petrino is going to have something to prove when he goes down there. I'm sure the players are going to have his back, and uh, it could be an interesting matchup. You never know. Crazier things have happened. So we shall see, Ned. Well, have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow, man.